Oh, you're awake now. It's Monday, everybody. Welcome to the new week. And the best 10 minutes on the radio. It's WGBH's early edition. Where we all took the red pill. Good morning. I hope it was a lovely weekend. It's Joe Matthew here with early edition on 89.7 WGBH radio and on Facebook Live, where we have a whole bunch of people just up way too early on Mondays. This has been a Monday trend. And of course, we're joined on Zoom this morning by the writers and producers who make this broadcast possible. Karen Marshall, Shelby Alapmani, and Brendan Deedy are coming in from all corners of New England. And good morning to all of you. Good morning. Good morning. I have my Matrix backdrop up on uh, Zoom right now because that really happened, that little story I told that I can't read on the air, air, air. I can't read it on the FM air. Elon Musk is a piece of work. Yeah, it's reopening day, everybody. Welcome. No, it's not. It's the big psych. Uh, this was supposed to be the day that we began reopening businesses in Massachusetts. It has been delayed by one day by Governor Baker and indefinitely by Mayor Walsh. And we suddenly have some information, though, on what phase one will look like tomorrow, and we'll get to that in a moment. It just started raining outside. I just uh, just popped my head out there, and it's raining in Boston. Mm. 54 degrees. Sunrise, if we had one, would be at 519 a.m. As we do start cloudy this morning, a little bit of drizzle will be partly sunny later, according to the forecast, which is seems to be the forecast every day. Temps in the mid-50s, kind of where we are now already. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow. But if you look at the week, by the way, 50s Wednesday, 60s Thursday, 70s on Friday. Good morning to everybody on Facebook. My gosh, it's a big crew. Happy Monday to you, Joe. Catherine, good morning to you. I see you, Phil, and good morning. Good morning. Thomas Pa says, yeah, that weekend flew by. It was beautiful out, too. Adam is watching and says, beware the COVID toe. Hey, COVID Gail. Toe? Mighty Monday. Yeah, Google it. Oh, no, we've covered that. It's a big thing. COVID. Oh, toe. the like itchy things on your feet or the, well, I call it. No, it's actually, itchy. it's a big swollen. Blister? Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Hi, uh, hi, Kirsten. Hi, Paul. Monday says, he says, Monday starts now with the best 10. It's not official until we say it is. So we did the forecast and are we now, am I right? This is the beginning of our third month from home. Yeah. Wow. That means three months in a week for you, Shelby? Yeah, I guess so. Jeez. Oh, boy. That's uh, pretty difficult to wrap my mind around. I can't even, three months at home? Can you imagine when we left somebody to see in, see in at least see three in two months? weeks? <laughs> what? But now, of course, you know, this is the big story today is getting back to it. I will tell you that Wall Street seems to feel good about that. Uh, Dow futures are up 300 points this morning as states begin reopening. And after uh, the Fed chairman, Jay Powell, went on 60 Minutes last night and said, don't bet against the American economy, suggesting the Fed is not out of ammunition yet, even though they appear to be. Or we're simple people, right? He's taking that desperate last swing. Yeah. Yeah, they're we're, on we're the simple. Yeah. Was, don't bet against the American. I think it goes up 300 points. Okay. So um, I think they should just, what President Trump should do is just walk out in a Captain America costume. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Yes. That would be awesome. Um, retailers this week report earnings. That's going to be a big driver. Target, TJX from Framingham, Walmart, Lowe's, Home Depot. We'll get a lot of color on what people are buying and spending their money on. So reopening day in mass way today. Uh, we're going to get the uh, we're going to get the details today. But Brendan, you took a look at this, right? The, I guess the Globe got a 
they obtained a letter or an email at least that has at least some draft regulations for phase one. This could still change, but churches would be first. Yeah, churches, uh, manufacturing, um, construction, construction. Churches would be open at forty percent of their total capacity, mm-hmm. and then supposedly the next round of openings comes May twenty fifth, um, where barbershops, hair salons, and recreational marijuana shops could be open. Hair salons. Yeah. Um, and offices, and, right? Yeah, offices would be allowed to open May 25th at 25% capacity. But um, in Boston, that's a little different. We are going to have to wait till June 1st. Again, this is all based on, like, reports right. that are definitely still evolving, so we'll get a lot more clarity later. Something will probably change yeah, by the time he speaks yeah. today. They probably did not. I mean, they didn't want this to get out. I reached out to the governor's office over the weekend. They weren't talking about it. Yeah. Um, and it sounds you know, like they're bringing this to the wire. Yeah, it sounds like college students at the end of the term <laughs> writing right. their finals 20 minutes yeah. before Exams today. We need an extra day. <laughs> um, but this is interesting. Offices. So imagine our newsroom with 25% capacity. So one of us has to go. Is that like, yeah. Uh, it's right. Who are we voting off the right. island? Who on yeah. the game of Survivor? It was a disturbing uh, weekend on Twitter. <laughs> and I'm only referring to the president's uh, Twitter feed. Sunday night, the rant again, 60 minutes. Uh, wow. I, uh, I got to bring this up just to read it because there were three tweets in which he tags Susan Collins and Sherry Redstone. Uh, I don't know if that name rings a bell. This is the daughter of Sumner Redstone, the owner of Viacom, which owns CBS. And they live right over in, uh, is it Weston or Brookline? They're, they're local, massive mansion. So the president tweets, 60 minutes and third place anchor Nora O'Donnell are doing everything in their power to demean our country, much to the benefit of the radical left Democrats. Tonight, they put out yet another fake whistleblower a disgruntled employee who supports Dems, fabricates stories, and spews lies. He's referring to Dr. Bright, who he fired for not forcing hydroxychloroquine on us. Mm-hmm. 60 Minutes report was incorrect, he says, which they couldn't care less about. Fake news, exclamation point. Mm-hmm. So uh, just real quick, that that was it's an incredible piece of journalism, and I hope you guys go watch it or read the transcript. It was amazing what we learned in that piece last night. It's horrifying. And Dr. Bright was the, one of the top government doctors. So 60 Minutes is the top-rated news magazine show in America and has been for, I think, four generations. And they do great work. So he goes on to write, I don't, I don't know this guy, Bright, never met him. <laughs> but I don't like what I see. So how he types as if he's talking to himself in an open room. Totally. I don't know this guy, but... So he says, how can a creep like this show up to work tomorrow and report to Secretary Azar, his boss, after trashing him on TV? That is the point of being a whistleblower. Yes, it it would take an enormous amount of character to do that, wouldn't it? This whole whistleblower, this is the third tweet now. (laughs) This whole whistleblower racket needs to be looked at very closely. It is causing great injustice and harm. I hope you're listening, Senator Susan Collins. I also hope Sherry Redstone will take a look at her poorly performing gang. Again, the top-rated news show in the world. She knows how to make things right, exclamation point. Imagine if he tweeted your boss, if he was like, hey, Phil Rado, do something about Brendan Deedy. He's a creep. He called him, but that's the language he used. <laughs> Would that work? I don't know. I, Phil, let us know. Is, there, is that, that going to be a problem? 
That can leave Wait, don't if you want. <laughs> uh, so it was why, by the way, that was after he tweeted the video of himself as Bill Pullman in Independence Day, like rallying the troops mm-hmm. to go attack the aliens. So we're going to get the aliens. Uh, Bill Pullman res- responds to the Hollywood reporter, quote, my voice belongs to no one but me, and I'm not running for president this year. Oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're not going to run. For you know. <laughs> um, so we find out what most people did with their stimulus check already. It's funny. They spent it fast. Bunch of uh, wonks at Columbia, Northwest, and University of Chicago uh, spent a lot of time researching. Households spent half the money within 10 days. Most spent it on the rent, which is exactly what they were hoping would not happen. There were expectations we'd spend on cars, on electronics, on appliances. None of it went there. What? We spent Who, money on rent. Who's buying a $1,200 car? That's a good, <laughs> fair, fair question. Um, interesting, too, now, because Mitch McConnell's calling the latest uh, stimulus the aspirations of the Democratic majority in the House. We find that the less people made, the quicker they spent it, and the more essential the item was they were buying, as opposed to people who didn't need the money <laughs> it's a great story this morning about impulse buying, stress buying. You guys relieve stress by buying? What's the shopping therapy? Is that what they call it? Shop- Retail, Retail therapy. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I never understood that. Do you? No, I like to just fill the cart and then not actually purchase anything and then walk away. Okay, that's cool. Joe says he fixed his truck $1,400 later. I guess he hmm. kicked in too. Joe's uh, different. Joe is waiting for his check still. But it turns out 35% of Americans are making impulse buys to cope with the pandemic. Credit Karma did the survey. And it finds nearly half of us are stress spending once a week. Some of us are making impulse buys daily to stay sane. Hmm. I got to say, I've, I've dropped a lot of money on flowers more than usual. And it's definitely like therapeutic. Though Is I that guess. true? On yeah, flowers like, for your like house? Garden. Gardening, yeah, like planting. Oh, that's it's sort of easy to do too once you get into it. I've dropped like four hundred bucks on gardening supplies. Wow! So, are you doing like? Is there a gardening shop you're hitting, or are you doing like a big box Home Depot? Um, I did like. There's a a local one near my house, but I I spent a lot of it. I made one trip to Home Depot just to like limit my exposure there. But yeah, yeah, my parents got a nice garden now, and I. (laughs) <laughs> and you have nothing to show for it at your home. Absolutely. I don't so think why I'm impulse buying yard? at all. No? No. Well, I think, I don't know, spending too much money can be stressful in itself, especially mm-hmm. when, when times are uncertain. Enter the cat camp. This impulse buying is paid off for a company called Cat Camp that makes cat beds. Oh, that are mini tents. They look like little camping tents that you would, but the cat has its own little tent. Well, that's adorable. Put it in the living room. That's no, nice. <laughs> and it has seen its sales double since that's the beginning okay. of the pandemic. You now can't get a so cat. Cat, cat people are impulse buying. Well, they they, well been, God knows. Yeah. They've always been crazy. So. Yeah. <laughs> and God knows it's... they were already crazy. Yeah. Gerson says his coworker bought a 75 inch TV. What the heck do you do with 75 inches, man? Like, on a, I'm not sure. I could fit that in my house. Yeah, I've got I like a so. 50 inch and I feel like I'm at the drive-in. The TV's got too big at one point. That's taller than I am. Very un-American for me to say that. 50 or 75? 75. 75, 75 yeah, that's a big... Wow. 
I'm not sure I've seen one of those at like a Best Buy. Isn't that like a custom size? Anyways. Boy, there's a whole bunch of people uh, hanging out with us this morning. I want to thank you all. How do you get the top fan designation, asks Eric. I can tell you this firsthand. You just keep showing up. You have to come here every day for much longer. All your dreams. Yep. That's right. Stress spending, Sylvia says. Stress in lockdown. All stress. Nothing to realize. I hope it would not happen. I'm not sure what you mean, Sylvia, but uh, yes, we are stress spending. <laughs> so we'll hear from Charlie Baker a little bit later on. We'll have more on that. Um, and uh, gosh, a new week is beginning. The snow is running back now, guys. Happy birthdays. Tina Fey has a birthday today. We all love Tina Fey, right? Mm -hmm. The big 5-0. Big 5-0. Oh, is she? Oh. Uh -huh. George Strait, 68 years old, and one we missed over the weekend. A very happy 78 years to one of our buddies who we had a great time meeting and, and doing a story on here. The official blues singer of Massachusetts, Springfield's own Henry St. Clair Fredericks, known to most as Taj Mahal. We're just getting started on WGBH. Support for WGBH's early edition comes from you and Firefly Health, offering virtual primary care during this stay-at-home time. You can chat directly with your personalized care team to discuss coronavirus and health concerns. Major insurances accepted. Firefly.health. 